This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so there's been, like, in the last, I don't know, week, some interesting stories about Hollywood assistants, personal assistants to, you know, Hollywood celebrities or influencers. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Did the morning show. He'll be back with us on Wednesday. Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you until 3 o'clock. Hey! And Holly, I actually thought you'd be the perfect person to talk to about this. Um, Last week, there was a story in Vulture. And it was written by Anonymous in Hollywood, uh, as told to Anne Victoria Clark, who's one of the writers at Vulture. The headline is, I was a Hollywood assistant and I got yelled at on the toilet. Mm -hmm. And um, essentially, it is the account of what it was like to be this particular type of Hollywood assistant. Uh, It's not flattering. It doesn't sound fun. It doesn't sound exciting. It sounds like a little bit of uh, being overworked and underpaid and slightly abused. Um all in the name of getting somewhere in Hollywood. And then over the weekend, this was making headlines. This um, this posting by a, an anonymous, quote, well-known celebrity slash influencer with 10 plus million followers was seeking a part-time personal assistant. And the lengthy uh, requirements of this assistant are enough to make your eyes roll right on out of your head. Well, let's try. Let's let's okay. do do the work and let's see if the eyeballs literally roll all come the way out, out of my skull. Well, essentially, this person wants you to know who they are. They're uh, they're a celebrity influencer with ten plus million followers, wow. looking for a well organized, available, diligent personal assistant to join her team. So we know it's a girl, mm-hmm. woman. It's a woman person. Yep. Uh, this is a part-time personal assistant position, but will eventually transition to full-time if properly qualified. Uh, now, here are some of the... The, the compensation is 25 to $30 per hour. Uh-huh. Uh, once the COVID-19 pandemic is over, you must be willing to travel anywhere at any time. Oh, oh wait a second. Mm-hmm. This is a part-time, but you, you, said, you any said, uh, anytime, all the time. Got it. Got it. You must be able to remain calm, rational, and hardworking. At times, you will have to answer your phone and be on call 24-7. You have to keep all emotional and private life matters completely away from this world. Um, You will be able to, you'll deal with a lot of incredibly private matters, and you must be able to handle hundreds of small tasks all at once. You also have to be the bad guy, remove emotion, handle intense conversations, and bounce back instantly from any mistakes without emotion. You have to be sober and social. Uh, you cannot take photos. Okay, 
other things. Oh, oh other things? Oh, no, there's more. Uh, but wait. Did you think that was it? There's more. No. Um, you must uh, plan and schedule the calendar daily. Okay. Wake the client each day with the schedule, coffee, and all other requests. So you're at the alarm clock. Constantly be letting maids, makeup, artists, editors, stylists, etc. enter the home or office. Manage all incoming and outcoming communications that are assigned to you. And by the way, what I think is really funny is every one of these is ended by a question mark. So I don't know what that means. So we're just talking like this all the time. I guess. Okay. Um, must live 40 to 60 minutes away from L.A. Must have a car and be able to drive the client anywhere at any time. Question mark. A minimum of one year experience. Uh, you have to be fluent in English. Uh, able to take ownership on a project. Minimal days off. Open to travel internationally in the future. Um, I've got the perfect candidate for this job, Colleen. Who? A robot. I mean, this is unbelievable. Not a human being. A part-time job. A part-time job. Well, that speaks to me. All right. So when I hear that, that they want this to be a part-time job, that means that they don't want to be responsible for getting you benefits or actually more so than that. It's that sounds like they want to, there's a tax thing going on. They're just like, well, they don't want to, if you're on the call 24 seven and you have to get up and make this person a coffee again, a job for robots, honey, get a Mr. Coffee. Yeah. You know, you can even read the instructions and learn how to program it yourself. You're a big girl. Probably Mm -hmm. you have 10 million people ask your followers how to program that Mr. Coffee. honey. Oh, this is just trash. This is just such garbage. It is garbage, but you know what? It doesn't sound like it's so much out of the ordinary. Out of the ordinary, no. based on this vulture article I read. And I know that you worked in that world. Uh you were not necessarily a Hollywood celebrity assistant. Well, kind of. Kind of. Uh, kind of, but not really. I you know, the person is well known mm-hmm. out in the world and you could honestly if you could probably figure it out yeah but i had a great and wonderful experience yeah like that was the that what you just read to me was the antithesis of my experience uh in the world of assistant dumb in the world of working for somebody in the world of hollywood but that listing you know, interesting. I think that I found jobs on that website that it was on entertainmentcareers.net. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've actually found work on entertainmentcareers.net. It's a legitimate site. But more often than not, man, the world of the Hollywood assistant, like you said, Colleen, at the beginning of this segment, people are overworked, underpaid, and they're and, and these people in positions of power are going to find any kind of loophole they can. In order to just rinse you dry, just rinse you dry. And there's actually been, you know, let's go a little inside baseball here. There have actually been a lot of articles in trades, the Hollywood Reporter variety, uh, speaking to the fact of the poor working conditions that assistants find themselves in in order to get a leg up in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of power players start off as agent assistants. They don't get paid jack diddly squat. They get worked to the bone in sometimes abusive atispheres and but that's the there's there's just this well there's there's a culture that's associated with that it's like if you know and i get it i don't get it but i get it i understand the logic the flawed logic 
to saying to somebody, you know, you have to be hungry to to make to climb the ladder yeah, but in that, Hollywood. And and so you gotta be willing to put up with a lot of, you gotta pay your dues. Not that you know, that paying your dues, there's one thing about, you know, you start there is something to be said about starting from the bottom, in as much as when you start from the bottom and you work your way to the top. Within any kind of organization, then you understand the machinations, the way that things really work because you've actually done the job. And so then if you rise into a leadership position, then you have the knowledge and the Mm -hmm. wisdom that hopefully will guide you in making informed decisions that behoove the organization Mm -hmm. and behoove those that are below you. But... It's not an excuse to treat people like crap. Well, and that's kind of what you get from these stories is that, um, and maybe, and to your point, not everybody is this way. No. It's just like in any job. You know, some bosses are good bosses and some are just not great bosses or great leaders. But when you're an assistant, you are at the whim of whatever kind of celebrity you're assisting. Right. So you could be a celebrity that respects your personal boundaries, Mm -hmm. understands that you have a life outside of this and wants to work with you. Or you could have this crap posting from this influencer who doesn't understand the world people like doesn't understand human beings that's why i say honey get a robot get a rosy yeah i don't know do something like that yeah come on yeah i just i just i will say that some blind item uh social uh media accounts are trying to figure out who this oh i want to know i know i want to know because something tells me that it's well it just reeks of kardashian but like it's probably somebody that's like I even think the thirty percent Kardashian. I, I would just say it's somebody who is a wannabe Kardashian because I would even think that the Kardashians have enough business acumen and savvy where they're going to actually take care of the people who work for them in a way that this person obviously is not just, interested it, in. It is not interested. Also, this person doesn't seem like they've lived in the world, such as right and such as maps. maps. But like Kim Kardashian was an assistant. So maybe she, uh, you're probably right. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, speaking of the Kardashians, um, what's going on? What? Do you know what's going on? Do I? I don't know if I know what's going on. All right. We're going to try to figure out what's going on with the Kardashians when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. So I what I don't know what's going on. Holly, I need your help. What, what is going on with Kanye and Kim? Oh, okay. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, has been working on the morning show, or at least started today. He'll do tomorrow. We'll have him back on Wednesday. Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you here today. Um, okay, so just getting everybody up to speed. Holly, can you give a thumbnail sketch of like the past two weeks in Kim and Kanye's life? Ooh, well, yes. So Kanye West, I did not prepare you for that. I'm sorry. That's all right. I'll do my best. Kanye you live West, in the world. such as mm-hmm. Kanye West went on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, was saying some things about Kim Kardashian, their marriage, their children, Kris Jenner, etc. That caused a lot of people to be concerned about Kanye. Kim was concerned about him, too, went up to visit him in Wyoming because apparently Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are living separate lives at this point. She in Los Angeles, he in Wyoming. Seems like they had a heated, emotional discussion in a car 
Kim Kardashian went back to Los Angeles. Kanye West stayed in Wyoming, was getting visits from friends such as Dave Chappelle and some other dudes. And he shared it on social media. Okay, and is that enough? That is in, that, no, that gets us to where we need to be. All right. Because the next piece of the conversation is what the Kardashians seemed to want us to think about what was going on. And so, for example, it seemed like they were laying the groundwork for Kim to be trying to exit the marriage. Right, because if we know anything about the Kardashians is that they work in their own space-time continuum. So that Kim Kardashian going to visit Kanye West gave some optics in order to run some different stories about their relationship. And mostly in people dot, on people.com, it, it was laying the groundwork for yeah. Kim Kardashian being concerned, Kim Kardashian not knowing what to do in their relationship. Are they going to get divorced, et cetera? So that is the way that that part of the Kardashian storyline is being played out. Well, now, today... TMZ, who usually is in the back pocket of Kim and Kanye or the Kardashians, is reporting that it appears as though Kim and Kanye are going on a marriage saving vacation, which this is a whole thing, right? Like this is a whole genre of vacation. There somewhere is a travel agent who specializes in relationship saving vacations. I don't feel like that that maybe would prove to be be relationship saving i mean look we've seen it before even in the world of celebrity remember when brad pitt and jennifer aniston went to mexico to try to save their marriage when he was cut smooching angelina jolie and then the same thing happened to him and angelina jolie at some point Mm -hmm. early i mean before the tarmac incident in international falls um i want to say that we've had stories like that about ben affleck and jennifer garner i mean the marriage saving trip is a pretty regular thing in uh, so, Hollywood, at least. Well, right. It's a celebrity narrative. It's been used before to try right. to push a certain idea of what a celebrity relationship may be going through at a certain point in time. And so what you're saying is that this might be the case because we're seeing these photos. Or at least this is what they're trying to report mm-hmm. because the photos that are accompanying the report are kind of misleading or different. The the photos that accompany the report are simply of Kanye West on a private jet. We believe it's Kanye peeking out of the private jet. And then in another picture, you see Saint West, the couple's son, one of their sons, getting on the plane with security detail. No, we don't necessarily know that where Kim is or where the other kids are. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Grainger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Grainger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. But the report is that the jet took off from L.A. this morning and that the family is going on a last-minute trip. I... We, we don't have any, what, okay, so that is totally coming from Kris Jenner. Let's figure that out. Right? Because so then I'm like, what is this trying to say that, oh, mm. sorry, it just washed over me. Oh, come on. Here we go. Because we've what we've been saying all along is that they are laying the groundwork for Kim to be leaving the marriage and for her to do it in a graceful way that where she did everything she could. Well, she can't do everything she could if they don't take a, a, a relationship-saving vacation. She did what like, she could. Maybe this is like that kind of gesture. Mm-hmm. Because the way that it goes is that apparently Kanye got on the jet with Saint in Cody, Wyoming. And then that jet took off from L.A., this morning being Monday morning. So Sunday from Cody, Wyoming, it seems like, to L.A., and then it left L.A. again. So they went for an overnight trip. Apparently, I guess. Because that's what rich celebrities do, is that they can take overnight trips on their private jets. So then this doesn't, this leads nothing to the narrative that, they're having a family-saving vacation. There's nothing to support that kind of narrative. There's nothing there. It's that Kanye went down for the night, hung out, and he had one of his kids with him and yeah, because they wanted to visit dad. That is that is the most likely narrative. Mm. I mean, there's really nothing happening there that I feel like... But then what? But then here's my question. But yeah. then why? why is TMZ reporting it? Oh, it's totally because exactly, Colleen. Because of what I said. Okay. Colleen, you figured it out. It's that they want to give us the soft sell on the fact that Kim Kardashian is probably going to be seeking a divorce from Mm -hmm. Kanye West. But they, but again, we're dealing with the Kardashian space time continuum phenomenon. So it has to look like she did everything she could to try to keep the marriage together. And if she doesn't, if they don't take the relationship saving trip, then. You can't say that they did everything they could. Yeah, totally. Interesting. Totally. Interesting. You oh, figured yeah. it out, Colleen. Thank you. I you, got you there. Got, okay. Got there. Sometimes it just takes a little extra thinking. Yep. So I've just watched. Oh, celebrities behaving badly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer, uh, we did the morning show this morning. He'll be back with us on Wednesday. Holly and I are with you. Yes. And uh, we have a name for these celebrities who are behaving badly, and that name is D Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. D Bag. Uh, who's your D Bag? My D Bag is Star Wars. Mm, why? What did they do to you? The whole darn thing. Just D-bag of the day, Star Wars. Now, I have good reason, and I have an example that I'm going to share with you in just a moment. But actually, I was inspired. You know, this is a lighthearted D-bag. They're not actually doing anything that's D-baggy. But this comes from a conversation that you and I, Colleen, we had off of the air last week at Mm -hmm. one point. And we were talking about 
the name of the Star Wars movies. And I was like, I hate calling the first ones episodes three, four, and no, four, five, and six. Yes. I, it just is very confusing to me. Right. It's just it, the way that they're laid out because... It epi- don't make no sense. It, don't, it doesn't make any sense because, to your point, episode four, five, and six, that's the original trilogy. Then you had the prequels, which are one, two, three, that came in the middle in the early 2000s. Then we have... Seven, eight, nine? I know. See, it's confusing. <laughs> it's confusing. Now, not only is that confusing, but it's come to my attention that the actual names of the films don't make sense and that there is an actual order of the films that they should be named that actually makes sense and i found this on the world wide web and this person totally makes a wonderful point and this was a person who did this on tiktok and i want you to listen to this person and their evidence on why every star wars film has the wrong title oh okay so they're correcting the record disney is this gonna make my head spin you got it wrong it just might Hope, okay. roll that beautiful bean footage. Why every Star Wars film has the wrong title. What happens in episode one? We meet Anakin Skywalker, the rise of Skywalker. Years later, we find out that Palpatine, leader of the Sith, have ordered an army to destroy the Jedi. Revenge of the Sith. In episode three, Order 66 happens and the clones attack. Attack of the clones. In episode four, Obi-Wan teaches Luke that it's time for the Jedi to return. Return of the Jedi. In episode 5, Yoda teaches Luke how to use the Force. The Force awakens. In episode 6, both Yoda and Anakin die, which makes Luke the last Jedi. After the Empire is destroyed, a new Empire comes. The Empire strikes back. Come on, guys. In episode 8, Luke trains Rey and then sacrifices himself to give the Resistance a new hope. Finally, in episode 9, Palpatine returns from the dead, making him the Phantom Menace. Thank you for coming to my TED wow. Talk. <laughs> so what he was doing in that TikTok video, because you do lose a little bit without the visual representation. Sure. All nine of those movies have those titles, but the order is all wrong. So this yes. guy actually put them in an order that makes sense with what is actually going on in the movie. So Star Wars, you have it all wrong. Listen to this guy. He can rearrange the Star Wars I don't even know what we would call it. Just the universe, the Star Wars cinematic universe. Order it according to this guy because it's just confusing. Yeah, he has like a nice little PowerPoint that goes Uh with it. (laughs) That'll be helpful for you when you're when you're going through this experience. And he just started one through nine because at a certain point, we're just going to have to remove from our brains when these movies came out chronologically in the real time of planet Earth, well, such as? Can I just say this? Try yeah. explaining that to your children. Like, try exp- who were born after the first six episodes. Try explaining sex and Star Wars movies to, to your, your kids children. And have I have, a nice it's day. easier to explain sex. I literally was like, how do I explain to them that, I mean, in. Now, I know I can hear people being like, well, it's not that hard, you know, just like prequel and sequel. But like, it's not that easy to explain to your children that when you were their age, you first saw episodes four, five and six. And then when I was having them, that's when they, you know, released one, two and three. 
And they're like, no, that's not how things work because they know how to count. It's very upsetting. At least you know how to teach your kids math. And such as. <laughs> Who's your D-bag, Colleen? <sighs> Brian McKnight. Brian, Brian what, what did he do to you, Colleen Lindstrom? Did he just try Nothing. to sing you a smooth ballad? No, and... this is a mild D-bag. This is like a like celebrity mild D-bag. Um, he's the one that has confirmed now that Jessica Biel and Justin Timberlake did, in fact, have another baby. This We've been talking about this for like a while. Well, we talked about it a little bit like a week ago. This like secret baby of of Jessica Biel and Justin Timberlake, secret. the Bimberlake baby, if you will, secret baby. Secret baby. They had managed apparently to keep well, apparently because they did keep the pregnancy a total secret uh, while they were in Montana quarantining with their five year old son Silas. Um, they did not post any full body shots of Jessica Biel. Uh, they there was all kinds of stuff that they did to keep this thing secret. Well, it was Brian McKnight that confirmed uh, that yes, indeed, they have a new baby. He was talking to Hollywood Life by Bonnie Fuller, and he said Justin Timberlake quote just had a new baby in an interview that was more likely about Brian McKnight's uh, recent work. But you know he has been he's collaborated with Justin Timberlake like for a hundred years. And he says, I think that's going to be really inspiring for him. And he'll have some new music based on that. I'm sure. So, which makes me wonder the following. So maybe I don't think Brian McKnight is a D bag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe just maybe this was planned. Yeah. Well, that, you know, to your point, Colleen, I don't think Brian McKnight is the D bag in this story. Mm-hmm. He just asked and, Answered and he questions. delivered exactly yeah. well, and probably was like prompted mm-hmm. by JT. Thank you, mm-hmm. because I think that you have the answer to our d bag riddle of who the actual d bag is in this story. Who is it? Well, it's Justin Timberlake. It's Justin Timberlake. It's okay, good. It's Justin Timberlake. I'm sorry, I didn't know. I thought maybe I got it wrong, <laughs> no. and there was like a secret third answer, and I was like, didn't know if maybe you were going to call his kid. No, that. And I was it's like, no, it's uh, Mr. Don't T- do that. It's Mr. I threw Janet Jackson under the bus, Timberlake. You know, he is like he's pretty crafty <laughs> I, with his. I haven't forgiven. Oh for my that. gosh, I hold a, I don't hold a grudge that long, but well, it, I make exceptions. But that one is like that is a pretty. So for those uninitiated, Holly, explain why you hold a grudge oh. against Justin Timberlake for that. Let's go back to a wonderful year called 2004. <laughs> the Super Bowl performance, halftime mm-hmm. performance, Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson performing on stage. She has a quote unquote wardrobe malfunction, which was totally calculated. But then they had to say that it was a malfunction. Meanwhile, Justin Timberlake because he genuflected at the feet of then-CBS CEO Les Moonves, he had his career saved. Janet Jackson didn't want to do that. Then, you know, she didn't really recover from that in the way that Justin Timberlake did. Justin Timberlake never publicly defending Janet Jackson. Anyway, yeah. she brought... Yeah, it, that's, it's a real... It's a real... It's an issue that issue. I have. Yeah, yeah, but... Yeah. So every time... Well, and then with, I feel like I'm just, you know, saying the same old stories again and again about Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Remember the People magazine cover 
of Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel's wedding. Yeah. Yeah. So the photograph is Jessica Biel sitting down, looking at the camera, smiling. And then Justin Timberlake jumping up in the air with his arms spread out and his mouth agape. Like, look at me! Yeah. Yeah. That is just my, you know. That's how you see Justin Timberlake. That's how I see Justin Timberlake. Yeah. I digress. He's, he, he's an interesting guy. Like, I, I don't know. He seems to always go for the easy laugh. And it is always a little like it's at the juvenile. Service, yeah, it's at the service of other people going yeah. for the easy laugh. So with this story, it's that obviously they wanted it to get out, Justin Timberlake and Jessica Beale. Somehow, some way they wanted people to know that they had a second child. Well, congratulations mm-hmm. to you. That's wonderful news. But they're not coming out and saying it, but they're using people like Brian McKnight yeah. to say it sideways for yeah. us. So, yeah, it's this is an interesting and also like that it's sideways stuff because lest we forget the last time we really talked about Justin Timberlake is because he was cheating on well, Jessica Biel so with thank his you. co-star. So that's like they are they are definitely trying to figure out how to del- delicately spin the PR around this. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think that's one of the reasons why they're avoiding being the 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 information givers is because they don't want the question back about that little um, hiccup in their marriage. Yes. And there's also I haven't done the math, but I think that other people have done the math where that affair happened. He apologized. So Justin Timberlake apologized to Jessica Beal. Headlines dating around December of 2019. Yeah, that would have been now, right at the beginning. Right, that would have been right at the beginning. So the timeline is, and the theory goes, is that, you know, babies usually take around nine months yeah, to uh, to cook. To, to cook. And so if the baby was born recently, and then this happened in December of 2019, mm-hmm. that means there was a little bit of the crossing of the timelines for Justin Timberlake cheating on Jessica Biel with this woman, and then Jessica Biel... Uh, becoming pregnant. So it's very that, that, interesting. So that's really messy. So you know, to your point, Colleen, they probably just don't want to deal with the things that we just think are so obvious. Mm-hmm. So obvious. Ah, so when we come back right here on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk one oh seven one, we got to talk about reboots. Holly's having deep reboot thoughts, oh, and God. she's going to take us on a journey <laughs> when <laughs> when we return on my talk one oh seven one. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, is working on the morning show. He'll be back with us on Wednesday. Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you, taking you until 3 o'clock today. And uh, Holly's having some deep reboot thoughts. Deep reboot thoughts. Bring us on your journey, Holly. We're going on a magical journey. That goes into reboots. What the heck does it even mean anymore? So talking about this because I saw this headline yesterday about the fact that Sam Neill, who played Dr. Alan Grant in the original Jurassic Park and Jurassic Park 3, is coming back to Jurassic World Dominion. That's the third movie in the Jurassic World reboot franchise of the original franchise. If you follow that, right. (laughs) That felt very Star Wars to me. It's totally Star Wars. It's a little more linear than that, but it's the third Jurassic World movie. 
And Sam Neill made the announcement on Twitter yesterday. He said, hold on to your hats. Get my old one bagger this week. Facing off dinosaurs once again. Best yet. Blah, 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 blah. So he's excited to come back. My, I'm I I'm sad, Colleen. Because why are you sad? Because normally I I loved Jurassic Park when that movie first That's came like out. That's like one of your favorites of all time. It is one of my favorites of all time. In as much as that, when it came out in 1993, I was obsessed with that movie. It that was one of those movies. I feel like it was one of the last big blockbuster movies that was in theaters for over a year mm-hmm. because Jurassic Park came out in 1993 and the window that the theatrical release window was over a year because I remember dragging my poor friends to go and see it at the Dollar Theater the summer after that oh, yeah. after it came out. But I don't really care about this. Oh my gosh. I don't really care about this. So it just because at this point, I was like, I don't know if I am emotionally invested, even as a fan of Jurassic Park. I'm not that emotionally invested anymore in the franchise. We're getting a big get like Sam Neill coming back in Jurassic World Dominion. You should be like, you should be beside yourself. Yeah. Or it should at least be like, oh, huh. Interesting. I I would definitely check that out. I will go to the movie theater to see all these people come back together. But that's not the case. I don't even think I bothered to see the last Jurassic World movie. Oh, wow. And I don't remember what it was called. It was just Jurassic World 2. worldier than the other worlds. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was a little worldier. But that's just like, it made me sad because it was something in my life that I loved so much. And then at this point, I don't really care about it that much. But then it's like, but then it's like, well, okay, that's just the natural passage of time. But we don't even have time to be nostalgic anymore because things don't ever really go away. So that's actually a really good point. Actually, I was just going to ask you why, you know, why you thought you felt that way. But I, I think that's that is such a good point that we don't give we don't give things time to miss them. No, we don't miss anything anymore. So it and also so that combined with the fact that we also live in a day and age where we have access to all of our nostalgic memories at all times. Man, the internet makes time flat. Yeah, it does. We don't have to go to a place and make a decision and decide, I'm going to have a moment of nostalgia tonight and like make an event out of it. <laughs> yeah, we just turn our TV on and we it's at our fingertips. So it's not like Goonies ever went away. It's not like when we were kids, if our parents wanted to show us a movie from their youth... It was an event. We had to go to the video store, pick it out off of the shelf, have a conversation about it, like bring it home. It was an epic event. Now it's like, oh, you know what? I haven't seen that thing in a while. Turn on your television and it's playing for you. Totally. So we don't have time to get nostalgic anymore. And 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 what even is nostalgia when everything has always been present for you? I'm nostalgic about nostalgia. Because you have nostalgia, nostalgia, <laughs> nostalgia. You should get that look at looked at. I yeah, among other things. Right. But, so that's kind of the thing where I'm like, well, time is flat. Because then I would argue, you know, it's interesting because Colleen, you got you got three kids. True right? that. That you, is a true fact. You have some youth around you. 
Do, do they understand? And, and I know that you've been doing this with your kids, that you've been showing them movies that you and your husband used to like when they were around your age. Right. And you're exposing them to the quote unquote classics. Right. Do they understand that these movies are mm, perceived to be old at this point, that they're like 35, almost 40 years old? Do they understand we try that? not to talk about it because yeah. that is upsetting to me. <laughs> No, they do. But you know what? They actually call our the movies that we show them old-fashioned. Huh. So they understand that. That even though you know th- that they're watching this and they have access to everything, that they still understand that watching something like The Goonies is old-fashioned. Yes, but also they, they don't... How do I say this? They, it, there isn't a novelty about the access to it. As much as the lack of special effects. So that to them is the novelty is like, oh, the effects are so bad on these old movies. Right. That's the novelty. Not that like we have to like make an event out of watching it. It's not like they literally have to get into a time machine and travel back in time to watch our kid movies, Mm -hmm. our movies from when we were a kid. The novelty of it isn't the experience of watching it. It's the awareness that movies have come a long way right yeah i know i don't know if i'm articulating myself well but when i was a kid if we watched something that my parents loved it was it it wasn't readily available at our fingertips so it was like my mom would say to me oh boy there was this shirley temple movie that i used to love when i was a kid and I would love it if you would watch it. We should, you know what? We should go to the video store on Friday when we go to the video store. Let's look at that movie and maybe we can get, you know what I mean? Yeah. So then there was like an occasion built around it. Now my kids are just like, we're like, poof, watch Back to the Future. And they're like, the effects are bad. And we're like, <laughs> Haha, they were so good at the time. <laughs> I thought and, the Lord you know, was amazing. Yeah, but they just, so it's a different, it's a whole different experience. Yeah. And I think you're right. There just isn't, we don't have the time to, to miss something before it's being re-delivered and repackaged to us. Because I guess it's like, I don't, I haven't had an opportunity to miss Sam Neill in Jurassic Park, even though the original movie almost came out 30 years ago mm-hmm. because it's so ubiquitous and we just can never get away from it. And then I just, you know, I want to miss you for a while. Yes. And then I'll be like, hey. Thank you. Which, by the way, I would recommend everyone follow Sam Neal on social media. He is a delight. Is he, he a good follow? He has a New Zealand farm with, with really cute animals. Well, that and- was I was going to ask, <laughs> what is he up to? He's on his farm in New Zealand with his cute animals. and Just acting. kicking it? Yeah, just kicking it. Probably acting in some limited series. Now, I do want to mention one other project. He feels like a Hallmark actor to me. And that's not a knock against Hallmark actors. I, he's I just a, he, am feeling like I would see him in a Hallmark movie. Nah, you know, he is a he is a notch above Candace Cameron Bure, Colleen. Okay. I do want to say that in that. the acting abilities. Uh, but, but no offense to Candace Cameron Bure. None. I'm not, I'm not taking. Uh, I did want to mention another project that was announced late on Friday that kind of gives me the same vibes. It's Courtney Cox saying she's going to be back for Scream 5. The only thing that I am interested in Scream 5, Courtney Cox being back as Gail Weathers, is I want to see what atrocious wig they yeah. put Courtney Cox in for this fifth installment of the movie Quick franchise. question. Yeah. Was I asleep through four? I guess I didn't realize that there was a fourth Scream movie. I don't. I, don't know. I didn't know that happened. 
Time is irrelevant. It really Colleen. is. It, what I does mean, it even mean anymore, man? Who knows? I don't know. I don't even know what day it is. What? I do know this, though. It's Monday, actually. I do know that. And I also know that when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, do you have like a friendly family arrangement? I know that sounds like a weird question, but like, are you friends with your ex and their significant other? Do all your kids hang out? 651-641-1071. Do you uh, do like the Bruce and Demi thing? 651-641-1071. After this, my talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.